Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show podcast. Today, I have another very special guest because Jalen Mills, safety for the Eagles, is in on the show. Jalen, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So I want to start this off. I want to ask, at what age, because, you know, for me, I realized at probably age 11 or 12 that I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. At what age did you realize that you were going to be? Um, honestly, I would probably have to say my, at my freshman year of college. Mm. Honestly, I was just, you know, I was playing football just because, you know, my friends played it, you know, my, my, I have an older brother, he played it. And it was kind of just a thing to do, you know what I'm saying? Like play football. Then once I got to college, um, after like my first year, like people started telling me like, hey man, like you got the potential to actually, you know, play in the NFL, like keep working on your craft. And I just, that's when it kind of like dinged in my mind, like, okay, like I probably am, even though I went to LSU and stuff, like I probably am pretty good at this stuff. That's amazing. Was, yeah. was there a specific uh, moment or was there somebody in your corner that was pushing you to go pro? Or was it a dream that, that you kind of always had and then just sort of began to realize that once, once the skill matched the vision? Yeah, um, my mentor now, he's kind of like my father figure. Um, his name is Aaron Fletcher. He was my um, cornerback coach in high school. And then he helped me, you know, um, like turn my life around, like really start focusing on football and, and, and playing, you know, in the secondary, playing safety, playing corner and pushing me to go to a different college football camps, you know, so they could see me um, and see my talent in person. Um, he actually coaches in Tulsa now. He's a BB coach there, but he's kind of the guy who like kind of set me down and was like, I see potential in you. Um, this is this can be a real thing if you really want it to be, you know, just follow my lead and I'll take care of you. So, yeah, definitely, definitely him. So what are if you're looking back now, you know, obviously you can't say that you would personally do anything different. But looking, you know, towards kids who are in that same position, is there anything, you know, particular in terms of football training that you would tell a college kid to put an emphasis on, like whether it be diet or lifting more weights? Is there anything real specific that you would go tell somebody who's in that same position now? Yeah, definitely. I think um, the first thing would definitely be diet. Um, I remember at LSU, um, me and one of my roommates, right before practice, like getting right out of class, you know, tired, you got, now you got to go get ready for practice. Instead of going to the cafeteria, we're going to go to, um, get the cheesy fire breads from, uh, <laughs> from from the pizza place, you know what I'm saying? It was, and going right to practice, just saving time, getting to the facility, you know, getting a little downtime, being lazy, you know, and, and looking back on that now, when you become a pro, like, like this is your job. Like, you wake up, you go to practice, go to meetings, go, go to sleep, repeat, like, this is your job. So you have to take care of, what's making you your money and that's your body and it starts with a diet for sure. Hmm. Now, how does that, how does that uh, cheesy bread diet differ from your current diet today? What are you, are you like a no carb guy or what are you doing? 
Well, no, I'm, I've kind of like pescatarian, you know, um, I'm, I'm just leaner food. You know, I eat, I eat red meat every now and then, um, just for the protein and different things like that. But just eating, you know, no fried food, baked and grilled foods only. Um, I'm making sure like I'm getting like all of my green vegetables, um, on each and every plate, even if that's in, in the morning, you know, I'm a, I'm an egg white, um, turkey bacon, you know, with spinach, I'm the type of guy, like I, I eat really, really clean. Cause it's like, it's like with a car, you know, with a Ferrari, if you, if you have a Ferrari, you can't put 87 gas in it. You know, oh yeah. Put 93 in it, you know what I'm saying? You gotta put Supreme in it. So you gotta put good stuff in your body so it can work right. A hundred thousand percent. Um, so I, I want to ask, how did how did the uh, Green Goblin uh, nickname come about, and where did the hair come from? Was it a stylist that suggested it? Where where did that come from? Yeah, so I start with the hair first. So I'm like um, super big, like where I was, um, super big, like Dragon Ball Z fan. You know, um, before they start coming out with all these different type of episodes now. Um, super big Dragon Ball Z fan. I actually, um, my senior year in college, I had like a super big mohawk um, and I wanted to dye it purple, uh, but I ended up cutting it off or whatever. And then I got drafted to the Eagles and the Eagles, you know, as soon as I got here, you just hear uh, our fans, you know, they bleed green, you know, it's, it's green. Is I had a fan walk up to me once I got drafted and I got to the city. He was like, if you cut me right now, the blood is gonna come out of my body is gonna be green. I bleed green like that crazy type of fans, right? So I wanted to oh show, yeah, right. I love it. Uh, so I wanted to show, you know, my respect and 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 you know, I felt I was blessed, you know, to get picked up by the Eagles for the Eagles to take a chance on me. I wanted to show that same respect and love, you know, for the city and the team. Dye my hair green, you know, dye my hair green, and and after that, you know. Um, I guess the media or, or one of my coaches came up with the name and, you know, just took it in and ran with it. That's great. Cause not everybody gets a good nickname. A lot of people get some really bad nicknames. So you, yeah. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely won, won that battle. Uh, so what, what, uh, as, as the green goblin, if you had to uh, pinpoint a, a superpower that, that you either, you either have or you wish you had, um, what, what, what do you, what do you think that would be? Um, I think with me, cause it's kind of, it's kind of like two different people, right? You got, you got, you got Jalen Mills and then you got the Green Goblin, right? So it's like Green Goblin is activated when I come out of the tunnel. Got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now, right? So now, you know, I'm at home, I'm chilling, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Jalen, you know, so I think it would probably be like, like rage, rage, because once I feel like I get on the field and we're out there playing, it's just like, like emotion and, and rage and like fiery and, and, and different type of things like that are like how I am when I'm on the field and how I feel because I can't turn into this, this person, you know what I'm saying? Totally. Now, when you're, you, you mentioned, you know, coming out of the tunnel there, is there anything you tell yourself internally that, uh, like, cranks up that rage or turns you into the Green Goblin, or is that all just in the preparation? 
Yeah, I just tell myself one play at a time, full speed. One play at a time, full speed. That's it. I I I'm gonna try that next uh, next next podcast. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I don't know if it's necessarily as applicable uh, of a crossover, but um, but yeah, that's that's really interesting. What one of the other things that I, I really you know like about you. Um, and that isn't that common in the NFL. It's very common in the NBA. But you take your personal brand super seriously. Um, yeah. Not everybody in, I mean, you have superstar quarterbacks who don't take their personal brand seriously. You know, what What to you is the importance of, you know, putting an emphasis on on that side of you as a business? Um. I'm my own portfolio. Uh, a guy like you, a, uh, a company like Nike, a company, whatever, you know, when, when they see me, you know, whether it's the way that I'm dressed, you know, how I introduce myself, um, it, it's, it's, it's always telling you. You know, like they say, you know, that first example of a person, like that can stick in your head and it can be good or it can be bad. So I think the biggest thing that you know, um, a guy who can hold a conversation, I try to come across as a guy who is smart, a guy who knows what he's talking about. If there is a certain subject that comes up and even like my appearance as well, you know, I always try to dress, you know, um, appropriate, regardless of the setting mm. yeah no that's 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 totally it um one of the other things that I, I wanted to ask you about you know obviously uh your background matches you because you have a uh portrait of yourself behind you um as well as of your girlfriend and that like the duo of you guys on social media is so it's so unique and it's so great. And I'm a fan of you guys as a couple and duo. Um, and I love how much you uh, integrate that into your personal brand. But I wanted to ask, cause I had this, this discussion on a podcast recently. Um, how do you remain on top of your game on the field and on the professional side of everything while you know, still having a healthy relationship. I'm curious your take on that. Yeah, um, I could say it starts off first with um, my girlfriend, girlfriend knowing, you know, that I'm, I am in season. She played um, big-time college basketball, so her being an athlete also helps as well. Um, but definitely, you know, knowing I'm in season, um, I'm gonna wake up early, I'm gonna get here late. Even when I get here, you know, um, I'm gonna have to watch film and different things like that. Um, so I think with that, it's, it's definitely 50-50. Um, um, half of her being an athlete, the other half of knowing the situation. Um, so that helps a lot, you know. Even with, you know, my diet and eating, um, she's a great cook, so she definitely she cooks as well. Um, she's like I said, she's not she's cooking the diet that I need, not no fried food, um, no no type of thing like that, grilled and baked foods. Um, 
And then even staying on top of uh, making sure that I am getting treatment and, and um, that I am, you know, taking care of my body and getting sleep. So I think it, it kind of goes to um, not only me, because I know my job, I know what I need, um, but my spouse knowing what I need and, and my job and, and understanding that. So it's not a, a frustration thing to where it's like, I'm not showing her enough time um, because she knows at the end of the day, the season to be over with and the off season is going to come. And then that's when, you know, we're going on vacations and different things like that. Hey man, that's, that's a, that's a great setup right there. Um, yeah. What, what are your ultimate goals or do you have any in mind? I mean, obvious, the obvious answer is winning a Super Bowl. Um, but is there anything specific that you've always had your eyes set on? It doesn't even have to have any have to have anything to do with football. But is there anything specific um, that you've ever had your your eyes set up for? Um, I mean, I, I guess I can just be keep it football specific right now. Um, being the best, you know, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I. I I, when I start something and I mess up or I do something wrong, even now when I play now, like after a game or something, you know, I get a good, I get a text from, you know, my brother, uh, my girlfriend or my coaches or whatever. And they're like, oh, good game. You know what I'm saying? You had a good game. But in my mind, it was like one or two plays out there to where it was like, I could have made that play and I messed up or this and that. And it's just like, nah, I didn't have a good game. Like, you know, so I think that that me wanting to be the best and that perfection, that perfectionist like drive um, will help me get there for sure. Mm. Now, how do you weigh as as a football player um, being over critical on yourself and your yeah. performance, um, you know, balanced with sanity? But yeah. also making sure that you're trying to be the best, because obviously, you know, we all watched um, the Michael Jordan documentary, and, and we've seen, you know, all the greats do their thing. Every great is a little bit crazy. So how do you balance, you know, that with also not being too, too hard on yourself? Or do you? How do you look at that? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing with that is being critical of myself. That may be, you know, within the day, right? I'm, I'm critical of myself. Um, but throughout that day, if I had practice or I had a game or whatever, and I messed up here and there, I'm critical of myself. I'm watching the film. I'm watching the film. Um, I'm seeing what I did wrong. I know what I did wrong. I know how to fix the mistake. Once I close my eyes and wake up, whether it's practice or it's the following Sunday, it's, it's out of my mind now because I already know how to fix it. You see what I'm saying? Like I've already... I was mad at myself for that short period of time. Now I've moved on because I've known how to fix it now. And now I can work on fixing that. So I don't have to worry about that anymore, even though it may bother me. You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. it's like working it out. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're focused on it for a second. And then once you figure out how to fix it, you don't care about it anymore. Yeah, because now I'm just going to implement that into my day and my workouts or my game. And then now it's going to eventually get flushed out. Mm. Have you been able to apply that to things outside of football? Hundred percent. You can apply that. You can apply that to life. You can apply that to friendships. You can apply that to relationships. Hmm. That's a that's a great takeaway. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of your 
uh, in terms of training versus diet, this is what I, I always uh, love asking um, professional athletes this. How much of being, um, be, whether it being, being healthy, being in shape, being ready to play is dependent on, what percentage do you think is dependent on diet and what percentage of it do you think is dependent on training? I would say 70, 30%. In terms of favoring diet? Yes. Wow. Because you think- so crazy. You think, you, think, you think about this, right? You go, I used to do this, right? In college, you go work out, right? We'll go work out an hour and a half, two hours, you know, we, we're lifting weights, then we we'll go out and run, you know, you dog tired, but you're starving. Man, we, I'm finna go eat good. Well, my, my go eat good is I'm going to Five Guys and I'm getting a double cheeseburger with pickles and ketchup and I'm getting a large french fry and I'm getting an Oreo milkshake, right? Now, it's like, you can't go, you can't run and work out and do all these things, get your heart rate going, you know, um, cardio, whatever it may be. And then go and go to KFC and get a box of fried chicken. Everything that you just worked out, everything that you were trying to work out or, or make yourself better, you took two steps forward and now you just took three steps back when you're died off of what you've eaten. Right. You think now, okay, you go, you work out and you go get you a piece of grilled chicken, some asparagus, you know, some mashed potatoes or broccoli or whatever it may be after a workout, your body's still burning after you work out. Like your body doesn't stop burning like once you stop working out. Like, so you're still burning. So you might as well burn those good fats, those those good foods. And, and that's, you know, that's what's going to help you get in shape better, get in shape faster because of what you're eating. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's a hundred percent true. And also, you know, from from personal experience, just like whenever you eat a lot of bread or like a burrito or whatever it is, you got to take a nap. Like, yeah. I feel like I, it's crazy. The, the ice is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's literally like a drug, almost. It yeah. just puts you. It just kills your energy. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know the misconception and we had this great uh health coach on the podcast who talked a lot about um you know just how how like e eating healthy is terrible at first but then the after effects you know make it feel like you know what you thought you were getting from yeah. the terrible food um, right and that that you know definitely uh tends to reign true in, in both the sports world and just for everybody, because I think it benefit everybody to to eat healthy. Yeah, I agree. Your video, agree. Is so your video is so clear now. By the way, <laughs> um, I, I want to ask an interesting personal question, um, totally unrelated. Uh, have you ever yeah. dove? Just because I know you're a you're a business guy, you like that whole world. Have you ever looked into the football card world? You know how like you'd sign cards for Panini um, and things like that. 
have you ever looked into um, what your own cards sell for uh, across, you know, all these different platforms and how that market works? Never. I've, I've, I've never thought about that. Never, never crossed my mind. Never. So essentially, long story short, and I, I know because it's, it's such a shock. I mean, it would be a shock for me to hear it as a professional athlete, but let, let me just put it this way. The day you were drafted was your IPO. Yeah. Um, it was your initial price offering and that, you know, depending on how good fans thought that you were going to be, that set your market value. And then after, you know, you started to play better, your value goes up. So somebody that bought 10 cards, you know, the day that you were drafted for $10 and now I'm looking at, I'm cross looking at eBay while I'm doing this and there are cards of yours going for 50, a hundred, you know, so on and so forth each. Um, and there are thousands and thousands of them. Uh, so people that bought at your, when you were right, when you were drafted, um, you know, they may have five X on their money. Thanks to, thanks to your play. So there are definitely, um, some people out there that, that I will say thank you on their behalf. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but so now if, if I were a professional athlete, what I would do is I would go and buy a lot of my own cards to invest back in myself. And then I would go, I would have even more incentive to play well. <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's, I might take that idea and run with it. Totally. And it's also just, it's, it's fun to have and, you know, do things of that nature with, um, not to mention how insane, um, you know, some, some, some cards are selling for, there was a Giannis Antetokounmpo card. He, he, by the way, just re-signed in Milwaukee, but there was a card of his that sold for $1.2 million um, the other day. And it was only made in 2014. It's not like we're talking about like a Babe Ruth or somebody like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but I, I always like your reaction is the best part about that because it's so like you have yeah. your own, you are your own publicly traded company. That's really the point of it all. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Now that, that, that I didn't know the card business, like sports sport card business is like even that crazy. Oh yeah. And the craziest yeah. part about it too, is you don't have to be any specific age to do it. Right. So yeah. I'm 20. I couldn't legally gamble. I couldn't, you know, legally do a lot of things. Um, whereas, you know, for any 14, 15, 16 year old, they can go out and invest in a player through their card. So it's like investing yeah. in, in, in stock, but before you're legally able to, and, you know, for gambling as well, because obviously that's a, you know, that's, you know, one of the things that makes the NFL both from fantasy sports and, um, you know, just, just from people betting on games. So in such a gigantic, gigantic business. Um, but it's not legal in every state. Yeah. This is. So yeah. it's interesting. It is crazy. crazy. Speaking, speaking of that, do you, uh, do you save any of like your jerseys or things like, or, or, you know, special items from throughout your college and professional career? Um, or do you have other players giving you things? Is there anything really special to you and in, in, of that nature? Yeah, I have, um, of course, my Super Bowl jersey. Um, I have my, my one of my rookie jerseys. 
Um, I've, from my rookie season up till now, well, not now, after this season, I'll do it. I always keep all of my helmets. Um, and also, um, I went to LSU, of course. Um, a lot of guys from LSU um, that I play with are in the NFL. So when I come across them and I play them, you know, we swap jerseys. Um, you know, this LSU, you know, family thing. Um, so I got a lot of, like, guys I played with, guys I looked up to before I got to college and they went to LSU and I got there and they respected how I played and um, I've traded with. So it's, it's definitely, you know, um, I, got, I got some some stuff, some, some good stuff. That's awesome. Um, yeah. You ever, you ever trade anything with Odell? <laughs> yeah. Um, did I trade? Um, but if I asked, definitely, he'd definitely give me a jersey for sure. That's dope. I, I remember, um, uh, some, somebody who, who I'm friends with, um, got one of his, uh, his gold cleats. Um, yeah. Those are ridiculous but yeah man definitely yeah. definitely save all of that that's so dope that you 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 know you got your super bowl jersey too what was that whole experience like was that the craziest thing you've ever done in your life or what bro so crazy um so my whole experience with that was more of um Usually I go out to pregame, you know, work out, warm up, run around. You know, you always see guys on TV, you know, throwing the ball around, whatever. I didn't even go. I didn't even go out to pregame. Um, I didn't want to like. What do they call it? Like they tell us to simmer, you know, for for like primetime games and night games. You know, you want your energy level to simmer. You don't want to peak too fast. So I didn't want to go out to pregame and see all the crazy stuff craziness going on and then I peak because I'm excited so um you know I'm getting ready inside and it was like as soon as we came outside of the, of the tunnel man it was like lights everywhere cameras everywhere <laughs> you had um Beyonce and Jay-Z over here you had Floyd Mayweather over here with all these all this jewelry on you know Steph Curry over here it was like people everywhere you know and then the lights, they just seemed like they were a thousand times brighter. Um, but I think for, for that game, though, the biggest thing, like I told myself and I was kind of preaching also to like, we're not going to let this moment pass up on us, right? So regardless if you won, because we had guys who won Super Bowl, who won that championships, like I was got from Pop Warner football, junior high, high school, college. Like I never won like a national championship or like a Super Bowl, right? Well, you get bowl games in college and, you know, stuff like that. But I was like, you, you hear about guys playing 15 years, never going to the Super Bowl, like getting to the Super Bowl and never winning. So I was just like, I'm not gonna let this moment pass up. I'm not gonna let this moment pass up. And just throughout the game, as the game was going, you know, the clock eventually just hit zero, and it was just like, man, like confetti started falling, and it's just like, we did it. And then I remember kind of like going into my locker and like just like 
feeling feeling exhausted, but like completed, but then like also like incomplete because now it's just like, all right, I'm tired. We did that. We won. What now? Like, what do we do now? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like now it's like, all right, now another one. You know, so it was definitely a crazy feeling for sure. Oh man. Yeah. Do you, when you're on the field though, is there any thought in the back of your head that 200 million people are watching or whatever the number is, or do you try not to think about that too much? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, um, I'm so used to it now. Like in high school, I remember high school, my senior year, we played like a, um, I think like a district game or something like that. 10,000 people at the game. It's not even the playoffs. It's not even state championship. 10,000 people. Jeez, you know, I, I go to college. I'm playing in front of 100,000 people, you know. So I think now it's just to the point to where – and I play defense too, right? So it's like I can use the fan to my, my advantage sometimes, especially like we're playing at home or stuff like that. Like you can use the fan to your advantage because you, you play defense, you make a good play, a good tackle or interception or whatever, you know. You can like, like come on, you know what I'm saying? You can turn them up, you know, so you can kind of use that energy to bounce off you. So I think kind of me, I kind of think it's an advantage. Mm. And it's, That's great. I mean, you can hey. take – I swear you can take anything and use it to an advantage. It's a matter of how you think about it to, to your yeah. point. Um, yeah. Now in college, what was it like to, to be that, that kind of player on campus? Was it just the, was it a never ending party minus the drinking and stuff or what, what was it? Man, honestly, I wasn't even um, a guy. Well, you know, freshman year, you know, you want to go out, you want to see, you know, um, where people are, you know, going out, hanging out. But I think after that, like going into my sophomore year, like I said, I kind of realized, like, and people telling me, like, hey, this is a thing that you can do. Like, you can you have potential to go to the NFL. I think, like, after my freshman year that summer, going into the next year, I just kind of locked all the way in, you know, um, and, and didn't, like, let moment get too big for me get too small like regardless if I was making plays or not getting congratulated on campus or not um it was just always trying to stay consistent um having one goal in mind and you know that was getting to the NFL so I think with me uh, kind of being a little strong-minded a little bit um definitely definitely helped for sure now how do you how do you keep yourself humble because that's something you know that I think is is a tremendous skill for anybody that, or a superpower for anybody that has. How do you do that for yourself? Um, for myself, because you have people who have different type of experiences, different type of ways to cope for different things and, you know, put certain things aside. I think for me, for myself, um, kind of like I said, like competitive sports, like I've never um won anything big like I've always been on like the losing side you know I've always been a guy like coming out of college I was like a two-star and then I got my offer from LSU and it made me a three-star like I wasn't a five-star athlete like a guy coming in like I got drafted seven round you know what I'm saying I wasn't the first rounder so I think it's with me more of a chip. Um, yeah I always having to to climb uphill you know I was having to climb uphill and then when the six six success comes like reminding myself like remember 
you know, how you felt when this and this happened. Remember how this felt like, so it's like, uh, like um, I'm starting to feel myself now. Like I'm, I'm uh, like I've arrived. Like that's what coaches say. Like you haven't arrived yet. Don't feel like you've ever arrived when playing sports. So I think that's what helps for sure. Yeah. No. I, it's probably better that way too, honestly, <laughs> because otherwise, I mean, what what we all see with so many like su- superstar college athletes and it, across sports is you know, that is very dangerous because there isn't anywhere to go up from there, you know, and it often results in not doing your best, not trying your hardest or getting caught up in, in other things. Um, you know, we, we see that, we see that all the time, but it's, it's really interesting too. You know, when you look at all, like a lot of superstar players, like Brady obviously wasn't a top pick, you know, Michael Jordan didn't make his high school. Like everybody has those things um, that they, that they, you know, overcame. Do you think there is, is a, a core, a real correlation there between, you know, it, it being an advantage if, if you're sort of able to, to make it one, not being a top pick or, or highly recruited and, and how are you sort of able to, to take that and use it to your advantage rather than like sort of sulk in it? Yeah, it, it, it definitely um, can be used as an advantage because now you're talking about uh, my motivation is different than your motivation, you know? Like, then you, everybody always throwing stuff at you, getting in, you know, my mo- my motivation is different. My, my, my attention to detail is different. Like um, I'm making sure, like my, like 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 for ex- example, my diet. You know the way that I'm working out. You know, um, oh, what I'm working on. You know, catching the ball, my footwork, like things that a person who, you know, may be a first rounder, who who may be, you know, people label them as uh, this great superstar, and, and they just may have relaxed. You know, for a week or in season when now you got a guy like myself I get myself all day but I'm not relaxing enough so it's like you use that as like a fuel mm. 100% no that makes that makes yeah sense Hmm. um now how do you how do you sort of take that you know from the position that you're in now well also another interesting thing about that too is you also don't have the pressure that other people have um the only pressure is is really internal and from the people who who know you whereas you know like a star quarterback coming out of school is going to have you know the pressure of an entire country of people betting for against everything in between so that is sort of a unique advantage um that you don't that you don't have that um but yeah (laughs) so i want to go back to your to touch on your personal brand again um do you have are you do you think about you know sort of diversifying yourself across uh social media or do you are you just a big Instagram guy or do you have a, a second favorite platform after that? 
Yeah, I got Twitter. I got Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter every now and then. You know, I might tweet tweet a picture out, you know, try to say some words that I know then a little, little bit, but not too much. Um, so really just, just Instagram and Twitter. Um, I do have a Facebook. Um, that's more kind of like fan favorite too, you know. Um, uh, but I think my number one and number two are Instagram and Twitter. Hmm. Yeah, both both are, are definitely great. You haven't you haven't made the uh the grand venture to TikTok yet? <laughs> no, I haven't, man. Uh I see these kids though, like um I have seven nieces and net well, no, nine nieces and nephews. Um and that's all that they do is TikTok, TikTok, learning these new dances. Um it, it's just crazy. Uh, so I, I haven't made it over yet. You know, maybe maybe in the off season I try to try to catch up to speed. <laughs> I love it, um, Jalen. Last question for you: yep. If you could go back um, and give yourself one one piece of advice to when you were uh, graduating high school, what would you go and tell your 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 high school self? Um, and all you can say, you can answer this, you can answer this, how you could say invest in Amazon stock, you could, whatever you want to answer this, however you want. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say investment because I wasn't even, I wasn't even on that. And even if I know that now, I know back then, like I probably, I don't know, but I would, I would just, this is what I would tell myself. I would say, um, for your four years in college, make sure you focus on yourself, focus on you. That's what I tell myself. Mm. Focus on you, you know what I'm saying? And watch where it it would take you. That is great advice for for everybody listening, no matter what what stage they're at. Uh, Jalen, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody can find you at Green Goblin on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. My brother, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks, bro. Awesome.